This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Thank you for being a friend. Travel Picture at Los Angeles 2023. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I, who am I? I'm Sadie Pine slash H. Allen Scott. Thank and you I, very much. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of those episodes. And then we went through all the Golden Pals and ran out of those episodes too. So now, what do we do, Carrie? What do we do? Whatever the hell we want. That's right. Yes, today we are doing another Golden Rewind where we go back and rewatch our favorite episodes of the Golden Girls and re-talk about them and offer new insights since we first started breaking down these episodes way back in 2014 when we were babies. And there's something that tells me that we have a special guest on who's going to announce the episode that they chose for us to watch today. Who do Who is that special guest, Carrie? Who do you think it is? I, I think we should just let our guest say okay. which episode, and then I think everybody will know who our guest is. <laughs> Go ahead, special guest. The name of the episode is Journey to the Center of Attention. <laughs> Dorothy's Bornack, everybody. Be Arthur. Yay! Back from the grave. <laughs> Welcome, Alaska Thunderfuck. How are you? How's it going? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm. My name is Alaska. I'm a good speller. I'm very prompt. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. That's all I got. Do you know how to chuck sing? the corn right I off? Do. Chuck the corn right off. <laughs> do you also sing down at the library? I do, yes. Yeah, I just go down to the library and start singing. <laughs> what made you want to choose this episode, Alaska? Uh, this is one of those ones that, because uh, my best friend Jeremy and I bond over the Golden Girls so much. And this is one of the ones that Jeremy gave me my drag name. Jeremy's the birther of my Really name. she is? Yep, okay. yep, yep. That, that's how I got it. When in a text chain with both of you, but Jeremy's the one who actually did it. I always in my mind pronounce your drag name as Sadie Pinas because like <laughs> put a tilde over the uh over the N and uh I love that. I love that. I mean I'm I wish I had that. Right. Before, yeah. No, Jeremy and I love this episode. It's one of our our regular ones in regular rotation. And anytime we get to see the girls like performing and singing is like peak Golden just... Girls to me. And we, we are going to get into all of that in this mm. episode. But we should, before we get started, acknowledge that you're kind of our boss now, Alaska. You're fired. Everyone is fired. <laughs> <laughs> No, we're so glad to be a part of mom. I'm so glad too. No, it's really amazing. Like, it's a family that keeps expanding and I love that. Yeah, I we're mean, yeah, we're so excited to be a part of it. And and it just feels like I think HL when we made the announcement, HL called it we're coming home. And it just feels like coming oh, home. that felt like a very appropriate way to put it that like what better place to to have a Golden Girls podcast than with like the the mother of Golden Girls fandom, you know? Yeah. Totally. And it makes total sense because we stole the idea for Race Chaser from you, the format of your show <laughs> directly. Yeah. No, I think we probably talked about this back in, when did you first do the podcast? I think in 2016. Because I wow. remember you, you, we recorded the podcast the week you won All-Stars. Like literally that week. Because you you texted me. I asked you like, when should we release this? And you just like hinted being like, I think you should release it this week. <laughs> wow. The, the power. I, no I don't think it hadn't aired yet, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it hadn't aired yet. And so it was going on. It was in the ether. And and but you 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 knew you knew something wink wink and we that was that was a, so I think like what when did you start listening to the podcast? Um, I started. I mean, it was around when we went to Burning Man, which I think was 2016. Willem and I went to Burning Man, and um, 
So I am not really good at years and details, but it must have been around there. <laughs> and it was the only podcast in my, you know, you have like the app or what I use like casts or whatever it is. Cause Apple, yeah. Apple wouldn't work at the time. So I got like a podcast app <laughs> and, but yeah. out on the line, was the only one. It was my gateway into even being into podcasts at all. Oh, that makes me so happy because podcasting is such like a part of our lives, but also like we, Carrie and I, I think we're kind of early in like a podcast had been around, but like there hadn't been many recap podcasts. Yeah. I remember telling Carrie, like, I don't want to do it if someone else is doing it. Like if someone else is doing a podcast about the golden <laughs> girls, I don't want to do it. And we did it. And now there's like so many, but it makes me really proud that like we were able to not necessarily inspire these other golden girls podcasts, but kind of like, give a template for how things can be done for a recap podcast. Cause there was another one. There was a save by the bell. One, yeah. But April, really that April Richardson's save by the bell. And that's what gave me the idea to do a golden yeah. girls rewatch podcast because April Richardson was doing it with save by the bell. And at the time mm. was the only rewatch podcast I had ever heard of. Cause this, yeah, this was back in 2013, 2014. So. It's so wild. Yeah. Isn't that wild to think about how we've all influenced sort of like, each other in weird it ways. It's really wild. It's a real beautiful, like human centipede of goldenness. <laughs> is really what it is. it is. And the fact that we're not. I don't. I once did a weird comedy video about human centipede, where I had to wear a wig and have my face like sewn to someone else's butt, and it was a weird. It never saw the light of day. Are you sure you Actually, weren't just no, in the movie? <laughs> it did. No, I wasn't in the movie. Okay. But it did. It did. It was at some like horror film festival, and it's because someone texted me about it, being like, "I think I just saw you in this." <laughs> thing no but it is so it does feel very full circle to be coming back and be a part of mom and because you know meeting you we, we've become good friends and you've influenced my drag so much and of course golden girls has been such a big doing the podcast is such a big been such a huge part of becoming sadie in a lot of ways too yeah that it kind of feels like we should be with mom podcast we should be with the you know we should be a part of this and a part of what you're doing for drag especially at a time right now when like Drag is having a very dark, not drag isn't having a dark moment, but people are having a dark moment in relation to drag. And so I love what mom is out there sort of just putting drag into the world and really just sort of making it accessible to so many different people and showing that it's okay. Yeah. Nothing to be scared of people. Jesus Christ. That's, that's yeah. usually how people describe my drag. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, everyone is like all the all the names of these like fundraisers or like or things are like we're doing one called Drag is Good and we're doing it in Nashville. Yeah. There's there's a like a telethon one that's called Drag Isn't Dangerous. And I'm like, well, some drag is dangerous and some drag isn't good. But these are like fine titles. They're fine. I've been to a meatball show. I've been to one, I've been to many of meatball shows where I've had food thrown towards me in a yeah. direction. So like it, Drag can be dangerous. And yes, it can, but it shouldn't be illegal, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be illegal. And it's so fantastic what you, Willem, Meatball, who else is going to Tennessee in April? Oh, my gosh, a whole bunch of uh, Eureka's going to be down there. Um, I, When does this come out, this episode? This Thursday, this week, was Wednesday. Today, today's Wednesday. Everyone listening is hearing it in. I don't know when they're announcing. So two days from now. I don't know when they're announcing the rest of the of the cast because people are sort of jumping on and like everyone wants yeah. to be a part of it. So um, I'm gonna wait and and let the. It's so exciting. I really hope. I mean, I don't know if like I I know Willem. There was something about Willem like walking down the street and I want Willem to get arrested. I want, I want, I want those pictures. Finally, someone should arrest her. No, but I want those pictures, and I love that you guys are doing that because it's so important right now. Like, there's so much going on that, like, for you two to put your names behind it and also like plan something so big for a lot of queens in Tennessee, king queens and kings who do drag. It's just so important right now because it's really scary. Yeah, it's really dumb, and it unfortunately it's it's a a big distraction as well from i mean it's it's a detour from really the issues that are like actually hurting the world you know climate change and people can't have enough money to live <laughs> like working 10 jobs oh, yeah. guns yeah. there's a lot yeah there's a lot it's, and it's one big i mean it's one big smoke show of sort of like look over there to quote very you know, do a drag race quote like it is just very much like a distraction and it's i i think the more we do shows in Tennessee and we tip local queens and kings in Tennessee, the better we'll be off because like I, I did an interview with um, Fenton Bailey about his new book, Screen Age, mm -hmm. and we were talking at the end of the interview about how 
one of the things from history that shows us is that things like this, like, aren't, they'll, they'll always lose because, like, drag and, and gay people and queer people in general will always be around and yeah. will always be doing stuff in one way or another. Nothing's going to stop us. So, like, they need to get with the program and we will keep doing what we do, which is being fabulous right. and sometimes messy. <laughs> I'm just and curious this, to know if people want to call into the telethon. Is it five 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 easy that they call, or will you have a different number? <laughs> Save the lighthouse. <laughs> oh my god, you should do a GoFundMe that saved the lighthouse. There's, there's really no should. lighthouse. There just is no lighthouse. <laughs> oh, and this episode is so draggy that I'm so excited to have you on because of uh, all yes. the Golden Girls episodes. <laughs> This one, Jesus. even though there's not, there's only one real like big costume. This one feels like a big drag show. This one feels like you, Jackie Beat, you know, Drew Drogi, you're all in like Golden Girls Live. This feels like you're watching a drag Golden Girls show. This episode, I and agree. I'm so excited yeah, about it. me too. <laughs> Should we get to it? Yeah, let's take take a little break, skis, and then we'll and then we'll dive in. Let's do it. <laughs> say one thing it's been a minute since i've watched this episode and i forgot how many good zingers that rose has in this episode so many, <laughs> so many. every Boy, when the mask falls off it really <laughs> makes a thud i well, also just I her picking up the line. mic i mean there's so many great subtle well i hate your hat too like there's so many subtle so many. rose moments she's not the star but she steals her scenes it's amazing totally it's so amazing. I also, um, this, you know, this episode opens with like Dorothy doing what she loves to do on probably a Friday night, you know, lying back on the couch, bowl of popcorn, watching infomercials. And I've realized that like, I'm such a mom now since the last time we covered this episode, because <laughs> like my perspective has changed when I saw Dorothy just reclining on the couch with popcorn, watching infomercials. I just like, I so badly wanted that for myself. I was yes. like, what a dream. Yes. <laughs> because by the time my child goes to bed and I clean all this shit up, like it's so hard to just like lie on the couch and relax and watch something. I'm so tired. So I just, again, just rewatching these as a parent, I just, I have just new appreciation and perspective on some of these things. Totally. I also, go ahead. Oscar. She's also in full drag. The very first shot <laughs> yes. of this yes. It is preposterous. And also B. Arthur's makeup in season seven is it's like total glow up. Like she is just yeah. like, it's yep. like, it's like my makeup and drag is the exact makeup that she's wearing in yeah. this episode. Her hair is done. She's in like a full outfit, full glam and like mm -hmm. laying quote unquote on the couch. <laughs> like, girl, the fact that she was laying in that hair, like, <laughs> It's, I mean, since we watched this episode the first time, I now recognize that when you're in a wig like that, you don't lay up against anything. <laughs> There's no laying involved in anything you're doing. And she had hair. It was so 90s. She had, she had some of the hair pushed forward uh -huh. and then some of it spiked back. It was the most helmety hair oh, yeah. I've ever seen. I was obsessed. The fact that like she was laying down watching television with a perfectly coiffed hair. Yeah, the, yeah, you're perfection. right though. That isn't how she would. That like, actually looked incredibly <laughs> no. uncomfortable the way she was lying. Now that I'm not comfortable, and about she's it. not comfortable. This, this is like when I'm in drag and I have a long day and I have like interviews in the morning and something later and I have to take a nap and you just sort of prop mm -hmm. yourself and yeah. just like hope for the best and and like Dracula just. Like... Oh yes. Oh, I'm really good at sleeping in drag, and this is very what that is. <laughs> Girl, if this was real, she would have no makeup on. She'd be in like a sweatsuit. She'd be like me every mm. every single moment that I absolutely possibly can. Like fucking laid up. But no, she's in full drag on the couch. Sometimes <laughs> when I lay on the couch and I, I think one of the problems with modern technology is I'll be laying on the couch similar to Dorothy, you know, watching my stories, watching the things. And then I'll bring out my cell phone to check something and I'll go on to Snapchat and Snapchat does this evil evil fucking thing where it opens on the camera looking at you. <laughs> Take it a opens, look at yourself. So like, so you see yourself like, and you're just like full chins like you're in the worst angle possible mm -hmm. to see yourself and it is 
frightening. Oh and that's what I thought about watching this scene is if Dorothy had a cell phone and she opened Snapchat, she would have the reverse moment of Blanche looking at herself. I was going like to say, would, yeah, Blanche yeah, at the she, mirror. Yes, she would have that moment. She would have that moment. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of Blanche, Blanche, you know, comes out dressed like in a like a you know her, like a modest blue dress. It's but so you know cute. it's very cute. It's definitely yeah. it gets her outfits get more provocative as mm. the episode goes on, which I, I'm sure was intentional um, yeah. by Miss Judy. Um, so Blanche wants Dorothy to go to the Rusty Anchor with her because it's nickel beer night. Mm. You know Dorothy's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, and you know Blanche thinks that you know Dorothy is staying inside all the time because she has low self esteem. <laughs> She doesn't yeah. feel great about herself and she has just the How fix. insulting is that though? How insulting is that? The fact that like like if if Carrie got on this pot instead of saying, you know, cuz during the break we were talking about how great our skin looks. And if Carrie then said, "You know, you look tired." Like that you, you wouldn't do that. That would be offensive. Like it's wild the assumptions Blanche was making. Dorothy was having a self-care night and this was before yeah. that we had the language for self-care. She was like, "No, I don't want to go true. to a bar." Also, didn't she just date like Sonny Bono or something a few episodes earlier from this? Like Dorothy's doing fine. Yes. Also, she's she has chronic fatigue syndrome. It's probably yes. it would behoove yes. her to rest every once in a while. Lest do we but forget. I do have I'd love to play the moment yes. where uh Blanche has just the fix for uh Dorothy to to pump up that good old self-esteem. Oh I have a little exercise I do whenever my self-esteem's kind of low. I say my name and then I list three positive things about myself. I'm Blanche Devereaux, I'm beautiful, men find me desirable, and people want to be my friend. Go on, now you try. Oh, Blanche. Oh, please, please. I'm Dorothy's Bornak, I'm beautiful, men find me desirable, and people want to be my friend. <laughs> Sorry, I confused you, honey. You're supposed to say three positive things that apply to you. <laughs> You know, like you could say, I'm Dorothy's Bornack, I'm a good speller, and I'm, uh, I'm very prompt, and, um, well, actually, there's, there's no law that says there has to be three. <laughs> actually, I just thought of a third one. I can snap a friend's neck like a twig. Wow. <laughs> it's so good. You know what I love about this scene is that at the end of it, she says it's a callback to something, the chucking of corn or something at the beginning. Literally, this is a perfect scene yeah. because everything kind of just, everything you need to know about what happens in this episode basically happens in this first scene. And the rest of it is all just sort of like the craziness that follows. It's just so enjoyable. Hey, Challenge Scott, can I ask you a question? Did you say, sure. did you say chucking corn? Yeah, chuck the corn. Chuck, like, right? Chucking. Sh you shuck. Chuck, you shuck, chuck, it. chuck. You know, at the end of the day, it's corn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just corn. Oh, it's what a great corn. thing to put on your tombstone. At the end of the day, right. it's, it's just, just corn. corn. I mean, it's just corn. <laughs> Who cares what you call it? It's just corn. Oh, God. I love you so much. <laughs> I don't remember eating corn. Um. Oh, there you go. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah, step back I from the to. mic for that laugh. I had that's to. A good one. I had to. Yes, I know. <laughs> so... I for a second want to talk about the the Rose and Sophia story. Um, I don't know that I had the questions that I have now that I had the first time we watched this, but so Rose and Sophia are coming back. They just got back from a wake. Yeah. Um, is there a world where Rose and Sophia know a man well enough to go to his wake, but that Dorothy and Blanche wouldn't know him? And wouldn't go or even really care that he died or ask about it. it. seems like they have no idea who that person is. And I was just like, in what world do Rose and Sophia have the same friend? I know. I think I can answer this okay. because Please. I got it immediately. I So we know that 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 uh, Sophia does go and volunteer, you know, the whole Nectarine episode, all the things that she does in a day. Like she's a she's actually a very busy woman. And we know that also Rose is very active to the point that she needs to win that community service award at the end of the year. Like she needs it. You know yeah. what I mean? So both of these women are probably insanely more active in the community service community than Dorothy or Blanche. Cause you know, Blanche is out fucking and Dorothy's watching the corn. And, and working at the museum. 
Is she working at the museum? Where they've got a couple of new Gauguin. Because we've seen her at the museum <laughs> twice. <laughs> no. So I have a feeling that they probably know this gentleman from, like, you know, the community service moments that they it's do. It's a stretch. I'm sure in the writer's room, they were like, who cares? It's season seven. I mean, no one's going to no one's gonna rewatch well, this true. after 1992. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> but you also see how much money they spent on this episode because there are so many actors with lines in this episode oh, yeah. that aren't a part of the main cast. Like this episode, they're just like, it's even set season seven. We have so much money. Who cares? Cast everybody. A lot of extras. Give them one line. I'm okay with it. Yeah. And Well, I didn't have anything to do today, but I'm Theo. still peeved. <laughs> yeah. And then like all the men at the bar were talking. They mm -hmm. usually just give like one man a line yeah. and then like a dozen men just awkwardly stand there and don't speak. There are so many people in this episode. <laughs> yeah. There was a great um, line at the end of this scene where, so the the wake that they, they came from, it was like wild. They, they laid the dude's body out in the living room. A relative got drunk and danced with the corpse. That uh, happened in New Orleans once, like a couple of years ago. I remember there was a story where they had, because in New Orleans, you know, they do like a whole thing with funerals and stuff. Like it's more celebratory. Mm -hmm. And they had, I forget the whole thing, but they had a, the woman or the person, I think it was a woman, like not stuffed, but like set so that she could literally be sitting in a chair and watching the party for her wake. <laughs> literally. It's like wild. Up. I mean, go so, off I mean, work. Yeah. 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 Whatever your final wishes may be. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but there's a great line where, um, when, when Blanche wants Dorothy to go to the rusty anchor and she goes, well, what if nobody wants to dance with me? And Blanche goes, well, if there's someone willing to dance with a corpse, surely there'll be someone willing to dance with you. So perfect. It's so, so great. Perfect. Like, I mean, it's just, and it's she, also like, yeah, she just digs at her this whole episode, which is really why yeah. with the sweet moment at the end, really like it kind yes. of bought it back for a moment, the, but you definitely have a payoff there. Uh, so then we're at the rusty nickel anchor. beer night. What I wouldn't nickel give for. Oh my god, we used to really. Would you be into that? Absolutely. In college, we this is how fast inflation has taken over. And when I was in college, we had like I think it was like quarter, like twenty five cent beer yeah. night. Wow. Yeah. So I remember now that's unheard in, of. In New yeah, the lowest it ever got of. for me was I remember in Savannah. With hard-hearted Hannah. The vamp of Savannah. Yes, yeah. of course. Um, in Savannah, in like probably, I don't know, anywhere between 2002 and 2005, there were PBR tall boys for $1.50. That was the oh. cheapest I ever remember seeing a beer. But it was the tall boys. That's but a great value. I remember. I remember in New York, there's this bar called Boiler Room. I used to live down the street from Boiler Room. And they had a happy hour where it was like, Two or three dollar vodka sodas or something. Oh my god! This was like two thousand eight, maybe two thousand nine. Yeah, insane, insane. And now it's probably what I don't know how much of, I don't drink anymore, so I don't know what that is. But like, I'm sure there's a lot of more money involved in vodka sodas. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. partying. I thought I would too, go to the rusty anchor nice. in a. I would go to the rusty anchor in a second because there's something about those old straight dudes who are all just sort of like, if they were into me, if they were legitimately into me, I would milk them for all their money. I would literally take all of their money. I love that you think they're straight. That's very funny to me. <laughs> well, is, yeah, I was gonna ask what you two thought, like what is the rusty anchor <laughs> as a bar? Exactly. <laughs> The insinuation is that Blanche has like slept with a bunch of these guys. And this is yeah. like Blanche is the kind of the only woman who goes there, even though there is one redheaded woman who hangs out in the very yes. back. She's I missed her. She's there. It, it whenever they hire like a woman extra in the Golden Girls, she's always she's always got red hair because none of yeah. them have red hair. So you know, all the other hair colors the original are original Sadie Pines. She's wow. the original Sadie Pines. I'm going to look out her. for that and now. Always <laughs> a redhead in the background. There's one redheaded woman at the Rusty Anchor. The, all the rest are men who love show tunes. Come on. Right, because there's a <laughs> piano player. Because I was like, all right, but, well, if it's a bunch of dudes, again, we're talking like 90s. You want to, you know, you want to cater to a bunch of dudes. You're looking at like a sports bar. But no, it's a bunch of men <laughs> in a piano. piano. See, now, okay, this is what I think. This is my defense of their heterosexuality. So, because I want this fantasy. So, <laughs> I think that it's sort of like, you know how back in the day, like in the 60s, 70s, or 60s, I guess, like Dean Martin and shit would sing like, 
Like he sang like a song from Funny Girl, you know what I mean? Like People or something. And like they would do that with show tunes. Yeah. They would like repurpose show tunes and make them sort of like jazz standards. Yeah. What if these dudes, because these dudes are totally of that generation, what if these dudes just wanted a nice little jazz standard of hard hearted Hannah? Uh, listen, I'm here for it. I just think they're a bunch of gays. Maybe there's a couple <laughs> straight ones. Well, the bathroom would they're say doing... gay. Later on the episode, when we see Girl, that bathroom, that's, that's gay. The ladies' room at, the, at this dive bar is Ooh. palatial. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to it. it we'll get to it. We'll get to it, because it's a dog-eat-dog world, and I'm wearing no underwear. Oh, oh. Literally, when we watched when we watched uh, that, Michael Michael sent me a thing. Um, he texted me because he was in the other room, and he was like, "If you're ever on Drag Race, that is your <laughs> oh entrance line. Oh my god, line. that is one thousand percent your entrance line, and it is so true. It is so true. That's it's a really great. Line. That's brilliant, and RuPaul would love that. RuPaul yeah. loves the Golden Girls. Yeah, 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 definitely. Also, oh, so why good. did Dorothy take the the theme of the Rusty Edgar literally when she was dressing herself? She is in a sailor costume. <laughs> and yes. she, she has she has those those um, <laughs> Chanel earrings that she loves. We she's love worn on many those. episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah, she's yeah. got it's like black and gold nautical. Yeah. It's the mother of a nautical dancer <laughs> if it was project runway they'd be like it's so literal oh my god you're beating us over the head we get it she's a sailor oh my god <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe and alaska maybe this goes to sort of your theory about like what the rusty anchor is because dorothy sits down and just and she's trying to have a very pleasant conversation <laughs> with a man that is it's not she is in no way acting mm-hmm. bizarrely she's just i'm having and he gets up and walks away yeah. as if yeah. to say no thank you well and she's kind of doing what blanche did at the beginning of the episode assuming that this man is lonely can you imagine going up to a stranger <laughs> and just saying are you lonely like because that's what she's doing it's so inappropriate and uncomfortable he does the he does the in person equivalent of ghosting or blocking, like when you get blocked on Grinder. Just all of it. You, yes. you try to have a nice conversation, and then they just disappear. Yeah, that's exactly. What have it is. you ever had that happen to you, either of you, where some where you go up to like <laughs> flirt with someone and they just like, bye, <laughs> like walk away? <laughs> I think so. I think I have. Yes. No, I think I have. I And I, I remember this one time I like bought a drink for someone and we were like talking and like, I don't know. we I don't know. We had a nice yeah. rapport. And then as soon as I bought the drink, they literally disappeared. Oh, my it was like Homer God. Simpson going into the bushes backwards. <laughs> I had someone similar situation. I was going to buy a drink for them. And he was like, I'll sleep with you if you buy me an Uber home. Wait, someone said that. And I was like, yeah, someone said that to me. And I was like. I contemplated it because I'm like, I could afford an Uber. And that made me feel better. (laughs) But I was somewhere in life where I could afford to take care of myself and maybe someone else. But I said no, because it wasn't worth it. Because I'm worth more. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I don't think this ever had to me happened before. I think the closest thing was I was like on a first date with a guy when I first moved here. And I was like going to, we were like going to say goodnight after dinner. And I said like, um, yeah, like, so just very casually, like, so what are you up to tonight? Like, what are you getting up to? And he's like, oh, I have a date. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like he was leaving fuck? our date to go on another date. That's and I was like, wait. Wild. And then the rest of the night on the car ride home, I was like, was that a date I just went on or was it something else? Anyway, that's the wow. closest thing I can think of. That's insane. I have always wanted to walk into a bar like Blanche where literally everybody knows your name. It is that yeah, is the so norm satisfying. Like, cheers, nice. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. That is so sad. She is the norm I mean, of I... the Rusty Egg. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got a quick line as soon as she walks in. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, so and then of course, there's the what'll I do of it all, which is like, I mean, and I know we just talked about this last week because we did the, you know, the most musical moments on the Golden mm. Girls. So we played what'll I do and we talked about it. And But Alaska, for you... Dorothy's performance of what'll I do what does that mean to you I love it and I'm and I'm just I think about this being on TV on what was it NBC I don't know know. yeah NBC yeah just on NBC millions of people watching at eight o'clock or whatever and just it's a it's not laced with laughs it's just a straight really beautiful vocal performance 
from an iconic actor and like it was just wonderful i loved it yeah she was like girl this show is ending and i'm gonna do a one woman show so this is my proof of concept Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is her pitch for the producers, for the Broadway producers, right? Just, here. Also, Just go watch season seven, episode mm. 20. I feel like now you bring up a really good point. If somebody were to spend that much time on like l- allowing an actor to sing an entire song and really like take yeah. their time and, and take those breaths and take those moments, it would almost be considered edgy to do it in on a sitcom yeah. today. Really? Like it would only would it would only it happen on like, like oh, like it's live it would only theater. happen on like a prime. It wouldn't happen on a network show. It would only happen on like a Netflix or a Prime or something. Like it wouldn't be able to exist even on a network show at this point. Yeah, it would just yeah, it would be it would be considered a risk these right. days, yeah. which is which is wild. Um, so wild. So yeah, she sings. What'll I do? All the men are enamored. You know, the next morning. <laughs> Can uh, we talk before? I, I need yes. to, I need Can to confront talk? everyone about the next morning. Can, Can we, we talk? talk? So. I now I love Dorothy's attire, and over the course of our original recap, we we talked frequently about Dorothy's attire. However, I did a skim of the our episode when we covered this, and I do not believe we talked about her this particular outfit because I can't believe I didn't because I'm obsessed with it. She is wearing like a Fresh Prince of Bel Air hoodie with a priest collar and a matching vest. Oh wait, was she like, in the it kitchen? Was, I'd never seen that outfit before. Yeah. I didn't know how to describe it. I'm so glad you did. I was it just was like literally this is colorful and wild. Fresh Prince of Bel Air meets a priest. Like totally. it just it was so so wild. So wild to me. And it was just casual. It was just her day. It's with. like Sister Act Two and she's like one of the kids at the high school <laughs> in the in the choir. <laughs> Joyful, joyful. <laughs> it's very that decor. Yeah. Oh my god, very much, very much. Yeah, but this next scene, she she had a good time. She had a good time. Dorothy was having oh, fun. Oh, that little she ditty did. you croaked out. I thought it was cute. <laughs> I loved oh, it. My god, it's oh, so brutal. I, I know. Like, come on, Blanche. Um. Yeah. So then, Sophia. This story, I, it's so wild to me. So really? I think it's a great idea. I love it. I uh, want it. Um, you and I are going to have a discussion. This is going to be another George Clooney debate. Um, <laughs> Sophia has decided she's going to throw her own wake mm-hmm. next week yeah. because she wants people to say nice things about her. And like, if you're dead, you can't hear all those nice things. So true. But mm. it's wildly selfish. Who cares? So, it's your okay. wake and you're dead. Who cares? No. So here's what's wild about it. Like, first of all, well, there's a miscommunication as we learn later. And Sophia's friends were supposed to be informed that she was actually uh, alive, but Rose forgot yes. to say that. So they thought it was a, a real wake. I made the freaking punch. <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll get to all that. But like, <laughs> yes. Because this is on my mind, so I want to pose this question. But, like, I, I I don't know what's weirder that the women threw a wake for Sophia, <laughs> or that they were planning to throw a pretend wake for Sophia, which is basically just inviting people over and putting them onto the spot to say nice things about you. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? It's like, called it's called live entertainment. Every single time. Every single time I'm on a show or I put I produce a show or I do a show, I that is literally part of my wake because it is becoming my legacy. It is becoming what people remember me for. So if you come to one of my shows, you will not only praise me, but you will also give me a dollar and smile as I waddle around the room and try to lip sync. That would be more appropriate. Like if, if Sophia was like, I'm gonna do like a roast honoring myself because she's like old. Yes. She's up there. She's, yeah. you know, toward the end of her life. That's totally reasonable. But just like, to, yeah. I, or a party that's like wake themed, which I guess is what they were trying to do, but they really did a bad job of doing that. Yeah. A well, that's the problem. The execution sense. was bad. The ex, because, because Sophia had, had it all planned. Sophia was doing what we're doing. She had the idea of sort of like surprising everyone and like making it sort of like, not surprising, but like making it a special occasion yeah. with a dress. She was wearing drag. She was wearing drag. <laughs> and then Rose came and like was a bad producer. Mm. Rose fucked it all up. I blame the producer. But 
Yeah, I sure. mean, <laughs> at this point, she's been working for Enrique Moss for how long? I feel like Thank she you. should be a good producer. Although it seems like she really was putting all of the focus on the food because that's her love language, I guess. It's like it's 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 feeding people. Um, yeah. yeah. So I yeah I sort of understand. But anyway, I just thought that was I I I was like to me. Whichever way you slice the cheesecake, like it's weird and it's sour to me. So yeah, um, yeah. I think it's wild. Um, but back at the rusty anchor, um, Blanche, the outfit, yeah, outfit that Bl well, the outfit that that we even though we, I just feel like we always have to acknowledge it. Not Alaska has worn this outfit that Dorothy has worn. The green, oh yeah, that's Dorothy's party outfit, outfit honey. She's that's ready to like. She's trying to get laid in that outfit. She's worn that in multiple episodes and on a television movie that she starred in the late 80s. So this outfit has made the rounds on NBC. Like this outfit has been all over NBC <laughs> and at Alaska shows. So I think it's perfect. I, I think, wonder I, who I, owns I, the original. The outfit? Oh, good point. I don't know. I mean, you know Dorothy probably or B. Arthur probably like lit it on fire or something afterwards. She was no, like, get she this thing off home. me. No, I don't think she cared about the costumes. Blanche did, or we, or Rue McClanahan did, but I don't think I don't think B. Arthur did. It's the outfit, honey. The it outfit. It really is the outfit, yeah. isn't it? It's the yeah. outfit for her to sing ten seconds of Hard Hearted Hannah in. <laughs> She's like, I brought I know, the music. They... I'm gonna do a song. I know, and then they just like, <laughs> yeah, they don't allow that. They were like, you already got to sing one. Like, we need to tell a story, but. <laughs> What I did notice this time around was that so Blanche this time has dressed like a little bit more like provocatively, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, because she's really trying to get the men's attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not wearing a bra. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I realized she is dressed in black and gold, which is yeah. what Dorothy was wearing the previous oh, evening. Oh, that's good. Which mm. I hadn't noticed. And I was like, oh, Judy Evans, you just the fitting in those little things. I thought I, wow. I really like that. Um, That's good. Yes. And then we yeah. do have a quick, I think it's um, half a second of, of B. Arthur singing uh, Hard Hearted <laughs> Hannah that we can listen to. And, and some of Blanche. And some of Blanche. Blanche, you seem upset. Is anything wrong? Oh, no, no big deal. Just one little thing. I feel like I've died and gone to hell. <laughs> She's Hard Hearted Hannah, the vamp of Savannah GA. I mean, I would see that's I would love to walk into a room and have a bunch of straight men just applaud for me. <laughs> Why are they you know gotta be mean? straight? Why do you have to uh, do you have a hang up well, about I don't know, straight men's because, approval? No, I don't, but I, I find this like the rusty anchor. It feels like a straight thingy, and I'm like, God, that would be so cool. Just walk in in full drag and have all the straight men be like, you know what? You might. If yeah. you walked into Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings in full drag and said, hello, everybody, <laughs> I have sheet music, they might go up. Not Buffalo Wild That's Wings. That's the straightest place I can, <laughs> I can picture. <laughs> I was thinking more like Outback. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Bring me you the brown bread. Applebee's. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I would love an Applebee. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. I so now we're... We're at wrote the, the the we're at the wake. So before the wake, I just wanted to say the hard hearted Hannah. I do love that they did give B. Arthur another opportunity to sing a song with a little bit more like octane. Yeah. Like yeah. The, you know, they, they got to they got to bump it up. Um we before we get to the wake, I actually think we should take a little Yes. Yes. Let's take a little breaky poopy. So it's the day of the wake. Well, that is the mood of the living room on Richmond Street. Um, yeah. Do you it's really the day think you wake. wouldn't want like you wouldn't want to know what people thought of you before you died? Like you wouldn't want like that love the loving words and stuff. I would. I don't think that curiosity it's it to me it's less important than putting people on like putting people in that position either one to make them think i'm actually dead to fulfill that or two sure. to ask my friends again to come to my house for a pretend wake <laughs> where they're gonna say nice things about me but it's no I different would than i would asking never your ask friends... my it's so embarrassing to ask your friends you know for what's that. more like, embarrassing hey, a wedding. That, like that's asking. what you have a wedding for. And by the <laughs> no, way, I did not have no. a wedding. 
I went to a no. courthouse. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's the worst. <laughs> to me, it's more embarrassing to like have a registry and have have you assume that people want to spend a hundred dollars on you, or like mm-hmm. have a baby and and you and assume that people want to spend a hundred dollars on a baby. Like, even though I love babies and I love weddings, sometimes I'm like, if I don't know you that well, you're not a best friend. I ain't spending a hundred and fifty dollars on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was gonna that, say every time I see you, you give me another gift for I know, Oreo I, that you got. From I Disney. buy a lot of things for Oreo. <laughs> I buy a lot of things. I spend it's a lot of nice. money on little Oreo. But 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 I do that because I like because I actually like her. Whereas there are some babies I don't like, so I'm not spending money on them. The audacity. Whereas a so week, it's the babies. It's not even well, the parents. No, it's not it's even that. Babies. But it's like, What's so bad about having your friends come over and say nice things about each other? I think that's love. You could do it certainly as an exercise. If you did it as, yeah. if, I mean, if you if you did have a wedding, you could be like, in lieu of a gift registry, I just want you to write a nice thought about me and then read it in a like a circle, like a sharing circle. See, yes. exactly. Yeah. At my at my brother's wedding, I had to give a speech. And he was like, that's, that's, that's your gift to me. Just give the speech. And I was like, cool. Cause I'm paying for the plane to come home too. So yeah, that's my gift to you. Um, and I'm giving this speech and I give this speech about how, like when we were kids, I wanted to sleep on the bottom bunk because I knew if a serial killer came in and killed us, they would kill the person at the top bunk. Cause it's probably a man who's tall and who'd probably go for the top bunk first. And then oh I'd God, be able to get terrifying. out. I know, but I'd be able to get this out. This isn't the first time we've had this conversation on the podcast. <laughs> yes, true. Be be on television, make my family famous, and then get lots of money for my family and survive my family. And and so I'm saying that that was my gift to my brother is that speech. And it was it was a delightful gift, and he loved it. So the wake's not a bad idea. Come over and say nice things about your family. Well, I think that we should play um, a very funny exchange between Rose and one of the mourners. Excuse me, I couldn't help but notice you took several of my tasty, delicious Lutefisk puffs and you've hardly touched them. Uh, I just don't care for them. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's an ugly hat. (laughs) Damn. I mean, Rose is reading. I feel like for the character of Rose, like this has now been seven years of the other women making fun of like her giant maple logs mm-hmm. and like her spear hooven crispies and stuff. And, and this was sort of the straw that broke the herring's <laughs> back for Rose <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when it came True. to insulting her food. Um, like she has gotten oh. saucier. Hasn't she as the series, like literally cu- coming into this last season, going into the golden palace, she got saucy. Yeah, they're yeah. so I brutal. I made the freaking hors d'oeuvres, and yeah. I made the freaking punch, and I made the freaking decorations. Like, oh, it was so good. Um, Alaska, have you ever, because, I mean, you know, part of drag culture and part of just my entire life has always been just sort of, like, slightly making fun of my friends. What's probably, have you ever had a moment where you said something that you thought was going to be funny, but it actually comes out to be a Freudian slip and you just insult somebody? Um, yeah, well, no, I'm sure probably, but I try to be really, I mean, there's a way of delivery. There, there is an yes. art to the, like the, the sort of read or the sort of like yeah. the insult. And if it's actually yeah. funny, it works way better. But, um, mm. but yeah, sometimes they, sometimes they don't work for sure. Yeah. My mother has the best reads. I, just last night we were talking on the phone and she was talking about somebody who I'm going to visit my family next week after after Golden Con in Chicago. And I we someone's coming to visit and my mom was like, yeah, I haven't seen them in like a year, but the celebrities are coming to town. So it works, you know? And I was like, and that's all she said. And I was like, you insulted both me and this other person in the same sentence. And she didn't even know it. I love it. I love it. I love your dynamic with your mother. You two are very <laughs> sweet together. Just rude to each other. I love it. Myrtle, uh, Myrtle, do some of those impressions you're known for. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah, she was so upset. Set. Oh, yeah. and who, oh, who's yeah. Klaus von Bülow? I know that you've discussed this before on this podcast. I know yes. you must have. Is, is he the one that the baby died or something? Oh, you're right. <laughs> we did have a thing on that. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if we've like gotten to the full. I don't remember the full details about Klaus, but I do remember that we did discuss it. Was it Lindbergh baby? Am I making that up? No, it wasn't. You're right, though. There is... 
Do you want to look it up for a second? I'll, I will go on. I love um, when Sophia comes out and they all realize she's alive and a woman like dramatically faints in a chair and Sophia says, well, excuse me for buying off the rack. <laughs> Klaus von Bülow, this is what it was. This is what it was. Klaus von Bülow, we did discuss it before because it was based on, I believe, I believe it was um, the Glenn Close movie in 1990 where like her husband's trying to kill her or something and she gets into a coma. But Klaus von Bülow was uh, he was attempted murder or he was convicted of both an attempted murder of his wife, Sonny von Bülow, which had left her in a temporary sort of like coma. So that's why when Myrtle says, I didn't even know she was sick, what happened? That's why the <laughs> response is Klaus yes. von Bülow. Okay. See. Yes. Yes. Because the movie had just come out because Jeremy Irons won the Oscar for best actor for it as Klaus von Bülow. Wow. Well, the more you know. Speaking of. Yeah, speaking of dated references, when we get back to the rusty anchor. <laughs> Very dated. And when Dorothy walks in and she's kind of taken over Blanche's energy and they're like, Dorothy, what's your pleasure? And she goes, Claude Aiken's on a waterbed, oh but until God. then a beer will do. I heard Clay Aiken and I was like, hang on. Yes. Also, if and you look at Claude Aiken. Claude Aiken. I want you I all, if you if you if you are in front of a computer, Google or anyone listening right now, Google Claude Akins and you will have the best laugh of your life. Oh. That's the image that that, that Dorothy oh, inspired. Wow. Like, yeah. Oh wait. Yeah, is I he mean, from uh He was attractive. He did have like a moment of sort of like sort of you know gritty hotness. He's a type for sure. He He's also like a... I feel so bad because of our age. It's like these are probably like incredibly celebrated performers and here I am going Clay again. Um but he definitely <laughs> he looks like Dorothy's type. Like right. he Tall looks like kind of rugged. Like yeah. Glenn number 1 yeah. a little bit. I don't know. He looks more like Sophia's type. You know what I mean? <laughs> he looks a little bit he looks just a little more Sophia-y, but that's just Claude Aikens on a waterbed. <laughs> BJ the bear. <laughs> He's from the sheriff. Have you ever slept on a waterbed? Slept on a water What? Bed? Have you slept on a waterbed before? Uh, I've been on one. I don't know if I slept on it. I hooked up with someone once on a waterbed, and it was the weirdest night of my life, and not because of the sex, because of the waterbed. I have never trying to have sex on a waterbed and then trying to sleep on a water. I it was. I was so sore the next day. Oh, yeah. It's like my muscles weren't used to like the water. It was very strange. My mom had one for years and I never understood it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a wild trend. Maybe they're due for a comeback. No, no. Go they're terrible water. for your body, yeah, surely. No. Don't do it. I don't, don't know. Do Gwyneth Paltrow will find a way. Just wait. Yes, please. <laughs> She'll You're not find that a way. Small. There's going to be some kind of health thing, and it's the thing that's in the water that somehow like oh, goes into God. your skin while you asleep and your hair and all that shit. Um, and Claude Aikens will sleep on it. Yes. Uh, that'd be hot. A goop, a goop ad with Claude Aikens. <laughs> so she, so Blanche is determined to win back the men yeah. at the Rusty Anchor. She's going if to- If it's the last and thing she does. She actually says that, like, if this kills me today, I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> and this is, this is, this is Blanche's version of her way. She's gonna, she's gonna make everyone know that she is the one. She and I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm fully here for it. Also last year at Golden Con, I wore this outfit. Oh. Michael made me. The Blanche inspired version gorgeous. of this outfit. It was the reveal from the from the wedding dress to this outfit. But mm. Yes, I. It was a it was a high peak drag moment for me. It's on Instagram. You can that's look at major. It. <laughs> yes. So it's Alaska, I'm going to ask you again, just like with uh, what'll I do with Blanche's performance of "I Want to Be Loved by You." What are your thoughts, your feelings about yeah. about this very iconic performance of Blanche's? Especially as a live singer, you you sing live. Well, as a live singer, I can. I mean, her, that microphone is at many times not anywhere near her mouth. She's doing a lot of choreography. <laughs> like if she's using this microphone, she's like doing a lot of choreography, and the mic goes over the hand with the mic goes over there, and then she. And I don't know if that's in, if that's intentional, like to add to the sort of badness of the performance. But that mic, it what. Just watch the mic tracking next time you watch this performance because yeah. it's really all over the place. About four of the 37 words are actually spoken into the microphone. 
<laughs> you know what's funny about that too? When she came over before she jumped on the guy's lap, no, before she the guy who had the gun, before she was doing that, there was Jesus. this one guy that she that she choked with the with the yes. microphone cord, and he probably the worst extra ever because he was literally so she walked over and she was kind of like yeah 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 he was like yeah give me the cord and he grabbed <laughs> the cord so that he could prepare himself to then hold it to his <laughs> neck as she passed by. It was the worst extra acting I think well, I've ever seen. See, I believe first I thought that actor, every time I see that actor, I always think it's the guy who played Blossom's dad on Blossom, oh, but it's yeah. not. Oh, it's yeah. like oh my god. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to bet though he was a stunt stuntman. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you really he was think a stuntman. So? Just to do this, just to hold the mic yes. at his neck. He's yes, stunt he was a okay. he was a stunt man. That that's a little bit more you'd be surprised at what they bring in stunt performers for wow. it's there well, are like ran union off. rules yeah he ran off real quick for being a stunt performer i'm just this saying. is a very dangerous act as well i mean there's a flying shoe there's like the <laughs> tangling of the cords someone gets strangled there's a gun in the, <laughs> in the laws of Chekhov, if there's a gun on stage it must be shot. it's florida alaska it be, it's right florida. exactly <laughs> That yes. was my bit when I did this in a show. It was always oh really. I would always go into the audience, and it would always be like the most exaggerated fake, like Nerf gun, like bright color, like yeah. very just because like we live in the world we live in. Yeah. And I would pull yeah. the gun out, and I'd be he, like hold it up, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, honey, you can't have that in here. Where do you think we are, Florida?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, and the way she swings that mic. I mean, it. I literally danger. was so afraid for everyone in that room swinging Peril. that mic. So afraid. Yeah. Well, it feels like it, when Blanche says basically like, I'm going to do this if it kills me. Like it, <laughs> she maybe she was. She knew. She yeah. knew that there was going to be a lot of danger in what she was doing. And the way she just throws it. That's at what I was. Yes. Like, just take it. She just throws it, it hard at Betty White. Yeah, yeah. The oldest cast member. We need to take care of her. I just love when Rose, the, just the 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 time that Rose takes to actually, the moment yeah. where she's, you can see her processing of like, am I gonna? I'm looking around, like nobody mm-hmm. would notice if I just chippy chippy tap. And then she's like, I'm just gonna try stand her up. tight it's, ten. Uh, yeah, she's gonna do a tight ten. <laughs> so um, out of context. I got my tight ten. The best guy. If, if you ever, if you ever need it, just call me up. I'll give you my tight ten. <laughs> but then that's why Dorothy did stand up because Blanche was doing or Rose was doing it at the Rusty Anchor and taking mm-hmm. the attention away from her, and so now Dorothy mm-hmm. has to do stand up. True. Um. So this is where we get into the palatial bathroom what? where yeah. fuck. That bathroom it's is the, the size Caesar's of the bar. palace of bathrooms. <laughs> yes, it really is. It really is. And it didn't need to be for that blocking. They were just mm-hmm. they were just doing mirror acting, putting on, yes. you know, and I love and I know we talked about this last time we recorded this episode, but I feel like mirror acting is got to be a little difficult when you're pretending to mm-hmm. like reapply makeup totally. and you're looking at yourself and you're just staring at an audience member or like at a camera guy or gal. And I feel like that's going to be hard, but these two I'd women are so pros. I'd be so good at it. I'd be so good at it because I'm already <laughs> blind when I'm doing makeup. Like literally there are times <laughs> that I have to take my glasses and go like this just to look if I'm doing a line right. And they literally, I would just be like, it's going to look, it's going to look the same whether I can see myself or not. So let's just do the makeup. I love that. Yeah. They're, they're really good at mirror acting. B. Arthur does the like little like lip corner, like, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. It's like she's eating. Oh cheese no, there. honey, I don't know that song. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good at those little moments. Like I love any moment where the women are sitting at the kitchen table and Blanche is mm-hmm. fiddling with an olive before she like yeah. puts it in her mouth. Oh, I love oh. those little things that they do. Um mm-hmm. it's just it's like so good. It's, it's a little so cherry good. on top of the cake. So you know, of course, like Blanche is pissed at Dorothy because the rusty anchor yes. is my place, not yours. And I love the exchange they have when 
Dorothy's like, you you begged me to come down here, you know, to get a life. And she goes, well, I didn't mean mine. <laughs> and it just, it, we've talked so much about on this podcast about like Blanche's vanity and her insecurity and the fact that she slings insults at the other women, you know, just as a way, I think, to, you know, to, to just, she doesn't want to be vulnerable and, and you know, yeah, professing her own insecurities. Yeah. And she's deflecting. Yeah. And um, there is a, a, I think we pulled a clip of a really, it's always nice when Blanche, like, it peels back the layers a little bit and she kind of lets us see what's beneath the surface. All right. The truth is, uh, I'm jealous of you. Oh, God, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> Blanche, what are you talking about? Dorothy, the one thing in my life I've always been assured of is being the center of attention. Well, I knew I never had to worry about competing with any other woman because I'd always win. But when I saw you sing the other night, I realized why all those men were practically falling all over themselves to get to you. Because, Dorothy, when you sing... You light up the room. You do. You positively glow. You just, you're beautiful. I mean, it's one of those things that like when a friend recognizes something in you that like you're proud of, but like you don't, you don't want to gloat about it or anything. It's a nice, it's a nice feeling. It's a nice sort of. You know, like when a friend comes to a show and they see you doing what you do well and it, and they like it and they're surprised by it. It's just nice. It's just nice. It's just so nice. Yeah, it was a really sweet moment. Uh, usually when I compliment you, I'm not being sincere. <laughs> <laughs> and she's being completely honest when she says Which that. Which you can only be, you can only be like that with your best friends. You can literally only say those kind of things that you're admitting that you're not sincere because you know your friend's going to take it in jest and not like hold it against you. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it really shows how tight of a friendship and a bond, particularly Blanche and Dorothy have because they are, in their eyes, the most sane ones of the house. They're the ones who, keep it together they're they're the pr- responsible quote unquote the responsible ones whereas rose and sophia kind of have their own show going on and blanche is about to inherit a hotel and have to run it so she is <laughs> yes. you know she's getting her act together yeah. at this point she needs that she, she needs to be responsible yeah. exactly no i loved this scene and i loved the ending of it and i love even at the end blanche still kind of giving it to dorothy making her look like a fool being like good we'll do that one to a song that that dorothy doesn't know it's cute it's just it's just it's you want her to be that vain you know yeah it was you know she 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 let she let her guard down for a second and now we know it's gone back to status quo it's right right back up there and 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 you know yeah and dorothy is here for it and she loves her for it um i also thought that the the tag of this episode was just more of Dorothy singing hard, hard and Hannah. Like I feel like B Arthur was like, I feel like they didn't give me, I can't do B's voice obviously as well. I want to do the whole song. Yeah. And they were like, (laughs) I will put it in the tag. I want the tag. The whole tag. How much, how much do you think, (laughs) A, do you think she was barefoot singing? And how much do you think they paid for this, these, this music? They probably paid a lot of money. Girl, that hard, hearted Hannah is, Free reign, free reign. I was gonna say, <laughs> royalty, if it's like hundred years old. It's fine. Public domain, uh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know. Also, the moral of the story is, you know what? Two women cannot coexist in a place. They have to split it up and never, <laughs> never, a- absolutely see one another in another space. That's the solution. I mean, I when we went when when we when we went to the queerties like, like a couple weeks ago, of a child, Alaska. Alaska was a big winner at the Queerties, and I went to support my good friend Tenderoni, who was nominated mm. at the Queerties, past guest on this podcast. And I went with Naomi, and I specifically told Naomi because Tenderoni can she's a drag king, so it's not coming. She's not coming from my gig when I'm of our friend group when we go out together. But I told Naomi, you can't come in drag. You cannot because I have to be the I have to be the pretty one of the group. Like I have to be. And guess what? I was the only one of our group who went and dragged. Thank you very wow. much. Yeah. I will <laughs> say you. I'm not going to spoil what our um what our couples costume is going to be at Golden Con, oh my God. but I out of the two of us, one of us 
really shines in a spotlight while the other one does not as much and our <laughs> our costumes reflect hey, that sentiment. hey if you live with the person making the costume you get the cream of the pop <laughs> no i am i am very excited to be the accessory to your oh. to your fabulous uh one of your fabulous outfits that you have oh uh, prepared. Well, I can't wait to see what this is. Uh, oh, you're going to love it. You're gonna. We'll tell you during okay. the break. But let's take a little break and we'll come back with our golden takeaways. And Alaska will help us end this episode as she should. We are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Now, Alaska, we'll let you think about this. You'll go last because you're our guest. So, Carrie, what do you? Th what's your golden takeaway from this episode? I'm actually, if it's okay with the two of you, I would like to hijack today's golden <gasps> takeaway and propose oh. that we each say three good things about ourselves. Wow! Oh, it's like our own little wake. Oh, I love it. Wait, we have to say good things about ourselves or each other? Uh, about ourselves, like Blanche did. The affirmation. Oh. Yeah. The self-esteem okay, exercise. Yeah. I was going to say, we were, don't I would you know, love to have a wake. My position is not to put friends on the spot to say nice things about you, but I like that that's <laughs> oh. how you interpreted it because that is your, <laughs> that is your preference. I am Blanche. I am Blanche. I mean, Sadie is Blanche. I, I, so I, Blanche, I, I, I will start. I will start. Okay, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a minute to think about it. Um, I think three good things about myself. One, um, I think I I can always identify ADR in a movie or a TV show. Oh. And I feel like that's a really great talent. And I feel like when I point it out, sometimes people say, oh, that's interesting. But I, I think of it as a talent. So that's something good about oh, myself. I love that. Two, I make a really great roasted chicken with vegetables in the roasting pan that like roast in like a juice it is oh it's gosh. really i make a really good yeah i'm like a rose gonna roast a chicken um and three i'm gonna just say it i think i'm a really good mom so there oh wow i love that That's sweet okay I'll go, I'll okay. go i'll go i'll go you are a good mom you are a very good mom um three good things about me I always have the thing. You know what I mean? Like if we're out and doing a thing and if you need some gum, you need a mint, you need mm. hand sanitizer, you need some lip balm, you need the thing. This bag, these bags have all the She's things. She's got the mom bag. You're a mom. the mom. That's bag. great. The, You're a mom. I am the mom bag. I Well, I'm, I meticulously am prepared for any situation. Uh, so there's I that. love that. There's that. My other thing is I say no very easily, which I think is a good thing about me sure. because I don't overextend myself then. Sometimes I do. But, like, I, it took me a long time, many, many years, to be able to get to a place in my life where I could openly just say, no, it's not for me, but thank you, like, and not feel stressed about it. So that's that's a good thing. And then the last thing about me is that, oh, God. Well, I think that I am a giving friend out of drag. But when I'm in drag, I am the least giving person possible and I okay. will do what do what I need to be able to get the attention that I feel I deserve. I am I'm so excited to go to Golden Con with you now because you and I have <laughs> never hung out together really. Do you know, really do you know what I literally I'm just going to say this. I told I I was texting you the other day and then I realized afterwards it's the most audacious thing ever. But there's an event happening at Golden Con and we were like talking about going to a thing, but we weren't scheduled for it. And I like texted Carrie being like, when a six foot three drag queen, fat drag queen walks into a room, it's going to take away all the attention away from whatever they're planning in the room because I'm that big and I'm that obnoxious. So they need to plan for that and coordinate with me, literally. And then after I sent it, I immediately was like, wow, I would think that much of myself. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true though. <laughs> But it is true. You, isn't ha you do it? have like to be aware of like, well, a lot of attention is going to be skewed from the, the. Yeah, you suck up the attention when you're that yeah. big and you're that obnoxious and the hair is that big and all the things are big. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, Alaska, what's your what's my your name, name is Alaska. I enjoy drinking nickel beer. I like wearing <laughs> ugly hats, and I only go to bars on Sundays because the men are drunk and rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh I my love it. this was so much fun oh my god alaska can where i mean of course you're going to be in tennessee doing amazing things but can you tell us a little bit about 
what's up with mom, what's up with you, what's everything that's happening in the world that people should be paying attention to involving you? I don't know. Just, I don't know. Listen to the podcast and um, I don't know. Yeah, come see us in Tennessee. It's going to be great. April you know what? I love 13th, hot sauce. I think, yeah. I love you and Willem's hot goss every week. I mean, it's sort of like The View. It's like, because you sometimes watch The View. We text about The View. It is it is literally my weekly view. And I'm determined to be on it someday. I will, okay. I will be, but I'm going to, but only only to like set the news like record straight. Like if you guys ever get anything wrong with we like do. facts and stuff, because that's what I, I love texting you being like, no, yeah. So you can, I'll be the, I'll be the course. You can be our Joy Behar. Yes, yeah. yes, forget about it. It's fine. I feel it's, like you talk yes. about Joy Behar a lot on this podcast. So that just really I do. Seems, I love Joy uh, Behar love so much. Cool. Oh, guys, so yes, as we as you know, we are part of Mom, and mm -hmm. you can follow us on social media at Golden Girls Pod on Twitter, out on the Lanai Official on Instagram, Golden Girls Pod on Facebook, and I am Sadie Pines and HL Scott on everything. And I am Squidzy on Instagram and Squid Eat Squid on Twitter. And Alaska, where can people find you on all the social medias? Oh, I think my Instagram is at the only Alaska 5000. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> use that one. And I just got verified on TikTok, but I, I never use it. Someone posts <laughs> things on it on my behalf, but I, uh, I, don't, I, don't to, I don't know how to do all that. All right. So Instagram <laughs> is the place to go. Yeah. And we're all going to lose yeah. our blue check marks in like two days <laughs> on Twitter. So, but you can find yeah. us there too. Uh, and everyone, please rate and review us wherever you get the podcast, because the more ratings we get, the more the show will get bumped up and the more people will discover it and join our lovely kick-ass community of Golden Girls fans. And thank you all so much for listening today. And as always, <gasps> remember, stay golden. Stay golden. <laughs> <laughs>